5: So Sunday, 3rd of September 2023. In this evening's show, we are discussing the events at Bloomfield Road yesterday as the Pill beat the Pie Eaters with a last gap we- gasp winner, courtesy of King Kenny. And this, after being pegged back in the last minute of normal time to send the ground into absolute scenes. I'm John Ospinall, and this is the Seaside Podcast Match Reaction Show. Wapple 2, Wigan Athletic 1.
2: It's already changed the world.
5: Good evening, everybody out there on a Sunday evening. Welcome back to the Sanders podcast, Match Reaction Show. Welcome to everyone on the stream. And uh, hello, if you're listening on the audio afterwards. And as uh, David Bryson, as his opening foray is, I can feel this is going to be a happy chat podcast. Uh, I think I think he's hit the nail on the head there, Tim, hasn't he? first real positive show of the season coming right up.
1: I think it's the most positive I've felt for probably the equivalent of a full season, Uh, probably Coventry or Preston last year is is the last time I can think that I've enjoyed a game as much as I did (coughs) yesterday. And uh, well overdue, Um, but but, um, it reminds you actually what football is all about when you get a day like yesterday, I think. And um, uh, I think we can all, uh, I think we all deserved it, let's put it that way. And I feel it's great. For the team, it's great for the manager. It's even better for the fans.
5: Nick, uh, welcome! Absolute scenes in our new home in the the northwest stand yesterday. Jubilant. Didn't actually see you when we were scored that last minute winner. I think last time. I, I, was I saw, last time I saw you down the
0: steps. You didn't do a Smith, did you? <laughs> no, no, no. Celebrated.
5: <laughs> Quite a few people did do a Smith.
0: Yeah, there was a few leaving, wasn't there? and It's one of them. We'll come on to talk about the game, won't we? But when they equalise, you're thinking, "Oh, you know, have we got it in us to to get another?" And uh, yeah, there's nothing better, is there, than uh, in the last few minutes uh, to to get a winner? Like Tim says, it's. Um, I think we deserve that as fans. It's been uh, it's been a bit tough, hasn't it? So it's going to be good to talk about uh, a positive game. We
5: won't mention the transfer window. We'll just talk about the match. Last time I saw you celebrating a kind of a last-minute winner like that, Nick, was uh, if you remember that period where you were complaining of all these severe back pains, etc. <laughs> and I saw you careering up and down about six rows of steps, celebrating a last-minute winner as if as if you didn't have a care or pain in the world. Was it? Was well, it I did pain? the
0: next morning. Okay.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think.
6: I think. Chisnell and Mickey Mellon on commentary. Funnily enough, when after the equaliser in seven minutes came up, they uh, they said they, they alluded Jesus. to. Oh my god! Even Put me on love, mute. <laughs>
5: <laughs> what do you say to that? I think of some witty dog-related quip, but my mind's come blank. <laughs> It certainly wasn't rough at Bloomfield Road yesterday, was it? No. great pedigree. Summerweed. Great pedigree. There uh, we go. Have you um have you silenced like, the mutt? Is he muzzled or he or she muzzled, Andy?
6: The girlfriend of the knobber came in and uh, and disturbed the dogs. So they think it's all
5: over. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <Well> <laughs> oh, yeah. Very good, Very Mr good. H Very, Very good, good. <laughs> anyway I was just saying that on on the commentary uh, Chisnell and Mickey Mellon said when his seven minutes went up it was, uh, um, there's only one team wanting these seven minutes and it's not Blackpool mm. Well, that proved to be wrong, didn't it? Mm. So
5: Obviously Andy you weren't at the game, both... you've, seen, you've seen the full you've seen <clears> the full <throat> 90 minutes yeah. and uh, as yeah. I did say in the green room if you didn't have any hair, you'd be looking like a, a certain Mr. Ragazzino <laughs> this evening with a nice uh it's a, nice redness, a secure nice redner, a style redner. Yeah
6: indeed. Indeed. A to the old uh sun murn.
5: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim you were you were lapping the, the sun up outside the Arndale post match, weren't you? And, uh...
1: Yeah, I was in the beer garden that that was created especially for the uh potently uh, contingent and um yeah, we managed to find a spot in the sun, which I think finally. No, I don't know where Raggy sent the picture, but I know it ended up on the podcast patrons group. So whether it's gone beyond that, I don't
5: know. But uh, we decided to sit in the sun. Like you look like a bunch of dossers sat on the. We both did look side, like a bunch of dossers drinking cans, but the next picture I got sent was something quite different.
1: Yeah, yeah, they brought a table over for us, and then and then we had like the likes of Colin, who who keeps wanting to come on the podcast. By the way. Um, uh, or Paddock Casual, and uh, he was like giving us lo- loads of grief. And the next minute over, he's, he's joining us and um, and uh, sampling the delights of uh, the, the the evening sun on the Gold Coast. So um, I think we've set a trend there. Uh, wow! Well, <laughs> whether, whether the police will let it last <laughs> is another matter, but it was it was good while it lasted.
5: The Armfield Club pop up bar, it loved, was. It. Superb. loved it. Super. Right, sometimes. Words, We're, on a, we're obviously a, a podcast, but sometimes you can't express what happened yesterday in words. Only, only a, a song will do. And this song, I think, will emanate around Bloomfield Road for quite some time. Your boy Tim C J Hamilton, but we'll be coming on to it throughout the game. Mm. Have you got any? Have you got an opening gambit?
1: I think I think what I, I really enjoyed about that was that he didn't actually realise the song was about him. And I think I think uh, I've forgotten it was now when it was um, Conley. Some yeah, I can't remember it was, but somebody sort of said like, the singing about you. And he went, oh, he suddenly realised. And I quite like that. I've got to say. And um, and the smile on his face when uh, when he realised was, uh, was 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 a great sight. To be fair, Great Jimmy rubbing his
5: hair uh, was great as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll come on to the game. Shortly, we've got to catch up on Wolves Away very quickly if we must. Um, Tim and I were in attendance. Me, um I was on a family day out at Alton Towers, so I thought, oh, it's on, Wolves is only just below Stafford where Alton Towers is. An hour and a half later into Wolverhampton, I got I was like, shit, this is actually longer than I thought. And what a mistake to maker. Uh,
1: you could have stayed with your fast track pass, couldn't you? And had a few more <laughs> rides.
5: Fifty quid that fast track pass on top. Of yeah,
1: the and you left early, didn't you, to, to go to Bloomfield, to, not to believe to Molineux. Yep. And I see. I was at I was at Blackpool Cricket Club on Saturday night, and, um, and Mark Craig and called me, and, and we both had a couple. And uh, he said, Fancy going out to Walls on Tuesday?" And I, I said, "I don't know." Then he contacted me on on Tuesday morning, and sucker that I was, I agreed to go and agreed to drive. What a mistake that was. I I've, I've I think I went in a bus lane as well, so I think I've still got a, a fine coming through the post as well, just to add uh, the, the, the layer on the cake of misery.
5: Um, well, funny you should say that. I, I booked a parking space on that Your Parking Space app at Asda. I thought, oh, quid, that's all right. So it's parked right outside the ground pretty much. Um, the day after... I've had uh, an email saying, congratulations on your booking of your parking space at Asda on Wednesday, the uh, 1st (laughs) of September. I was like, oh, shit. So I reckon I've got a 60 quid fire on the way as well through my parking eye. I'm hoping the fact that I left early in the game, I may have just beaten the uh, two-hour period. But yeah, it's going to be a very expensive game. But, you know, 5-0. Daft as it sounds, I don't think we played that bad. I've seen us play worse this season. pop one one positive I took from the game was Dom Thompson. I thought he was he equipped himself very well in that game. I was quite surprised to see him emitted from the squad. For yeah, uh, football, and, for and 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 but, but
1: equally, the fact that that Dom was our man of the match he probably was symptomatic of the way we played. In that he sh- he was probably one of the few that seemed to show enthusiasm and 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 uh, commitment. On the day, I thought we were, we were too standoffish. I thought equally on another day, there was probably two or three of theirs were deflected goals, and um, and you know uh, King Kenny hit the inside of the left hand post. Uh, how that stayed out, don't know. Could have been a different story if that had gone in. Yeah, and Con and Conley hit the crossbar. Mm. So if, if you sort of listen, for me it was pretty much a four or five niler. But on another day, a couple of their deflected shots might have gone in and we might have had a couple and it could have been different.
5: I just thought they were very clinical, Tim. You could see they were Premier League set up pretty, uh, and, and much, listen, put away pretty much every chance. They had. I,
1: I think without getting ahead of ourselves, I think if we'd played like we did on yesterday, then it's set up like that. I don't think we would have created... They just seem to be able to play through us at a whim and um and they were prepared what I noticed was they were prepared to put the ball into tight spaces where this where there was even two of our two of our players and what because they were confident that their man would hold the ball and they did hold the ball, and they were taking they were taking risks, which we never did we we played safe as as we've done to be fair till we get to saturday um we've done all season we've played possession football and kept possession at without wanting to expose ourselves to any risk. And the reality is that that's nonsense in football. It's nonsense just to keep hold of the ball for the sake of keeping hold of the ball. And um, I thought, you know, listen, it wasn't Wolves' first team, but I was, you know, they're all comfortable on the ball and we let them play too much. At the end of the day, that was the reality. And I I, I was, I really worried for us after Tuesday because I felt, I felt that we looked like a, a team who were beaten, who didn't really believe in what was going on and didn't believe in each other. And, and probably that was, that was the bit that worried me the most, particularly going into Saturday, which was an incredibly important game, that, that the system was wrong and, and the players didn't believe in it.
5: I think, Nick, that's a, that's a fair shout from or a comment from Tim that I don't think there was any expectation that we were going to get a result yesterday, pretty much everyone I spoke to was quite downbeat about our chances and there was no confidence going into it and on the back of these defeats. Yeah, well, you can only go no... off
0: what, you, what you've seen before, can't you? And it, and if we'd been playing well and, and knocking on the door, then you'd be thinking sooner or later we'll get a result. But that hadn't really been the case. We had half an hour against a poor Burton side and then other than that, we, we've not been great and, and maybe a little bit lucky to get some of the, the nil-nils we did. So... Um, it's hard to be positive when you, you've not really seen anything to be too positive about. Certainly from an attacking point of view, and and when the team came out, I'm sure you'll you'll get it up in a minute. But you kind of thought, all right, Marv's Marv's been dropped, Pennington's come in, uh, no Andy Lyons, but I'm still thinking if we play the way we have been in previous games, we're, we're probably in for another sort of dull afternoon. Um, but thankfully, as we'll come come on to talk about that, that wasn't the case. You know, he, he changed things certainly in the way we we played. Um and what a difference it made, you know, small tweaks and just shifting the ball forward and not you know, not having I'm not gonna be too hard on Marv, because we we've talked loads about how that isn't his strength, you know, playing out from the back. It's not his fault. Um we kept asking him to do it and it wasn't working. So I'm glad we changed that and and what a difference it was just shifting the ball forward and, and having CJ 20 yards further up the pitch, doing what he does well and not asking him to do things that he doesn't do well. And
5: and what a difference it made. Yeah, and these are the tweaks that Nick was referencing there. The starting 11 was uh, Grimshaw, Pennington, Casey, Husband, Hamilton, Weir, Norburn, Morgan, Connolly, Beasley and Rhodes. Andy, coming to you now, as Nick touched on there, the main takeaway from that was um, Marv, probably rightly dropped to the bench and um, yeah. tapped tap
6: to tap, 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 to save him, didn't it? Yeah. Um, he was being asked to do, like Nick said, he was, he was asked to do a job that he couldn't do. And it's quite, quite strange that then we, we change our way of playing when Marv is taken out, which if we'd have played that way, when Marv was in, we'd probably been okay anyway with Pennington there, but who knows? But anyway, it, Marv just needed to come out for his confidence, didn't he? And and like um and then the, the the other thing was starting with Weir, wasn't it? Um and he just looked a better threat than what we've had before as well. But like was that because we just got the ball forward quicker, I don't know. But he um it was just remarkable how how the change from how he's wanted to play or how he has been playing the team um against um yesterday was
5: it was just choking and cheese, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Tim, over over to you now on the starting eleven. Obviously the the personnel has changed, but I was I was I was trying to work out what the actual formation was and I was thinking, is this a four three three, four, four, two? What were you?
1: It did look like a four at the back, um, but probably the most interesting bit to me from that was that um they were pretty much like four centre backs. So I think if you were looking at it, you you would think that Connolly would play right back and that Husband would play left back, and then that Casey and um and that Casey and Pennington would take the, the centre back pairing, but you know, it wouldn't be a crich team if he didn't Turn a lot of that on its head, and he still seems to think that you know perhaps Conley can do a job on the left hand side that, that that most of us probably think isn't his best role. But what what I mean what as the game progressed, I think what we did see was that they were incredibly solid that four, and and um you know there's there's this people who've said well really CJ was still a wing back, but that's frankly nonsense. I don't think he, other than the, the last 15 minutes, which we'll come back to. Um, I don't think we saw him um, come much beyond the halfway line, which is where where we want him. You know, if he's going to play, he needs to play high high up the pitch, not not in in a defensive role. And um, so for me, it was it was it was a weird. It, we, we, we seemed to it seemed to be almost like we we were we had one wing back who did, he wasn't really wing back because he was really playing left back, and then one wing back he wasn't playing wing back because he was playing right wing. And and it worked, you know. It, it it worked. It probably confused the opposition a bit. They probably looked and thought we were going to stick with the system that we we played, and and we didn't. And um, that that likely upset them because what we saw, I think, and, and and I still haven't quite worked out why they didn't try and do anything to to counter it. But they left CJ pretty much one on one with with their um, left back the whole of the game, and it got skinned every time CJ found himself in a position that he could do some damage, and um, and I think he does that when he's further up the pitch. If he's playing, if he starts, if he's picking up the ball in our last third, then he's got two, if not three, men to go past. Where if he's picking up the ball on the edge of their last third, he's got one man to beat and and one decision to make. And that's when I think you see the best out of him. When he 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 doesn't have to think and he doesn't have to do too much.
5: Yeah. So if you look at. Shane Benjamin's comment in there, 3 Uh three five two is fluid, but it changed to four four two to use CJ. I think that's a mm. pretty accurate summary didn't, of what didn't, happened didn't, in the
6: game. Didn't it feel like we were using our assets in the right areas yesterday?
1: I think yeah. so, yeah. It looked the players looked like they knew what they were doing, Andy, which I think is <laughs> yeah. I think I think I felt half the time this season that our players don't know what's expected of them, or where they're meant to be playing, and what they're meant to be doing. So we see, no- we see Norburn playing almost like as a, a, a makeshift centre half, just sit, really just sitting in front of the back three because he's he's worried about how exposed we are. Because when we get the three, I've I've often felt that whoever's playing on the right is really playing the right back role, and the left is playing the left back, role and it's leaving it's leaving um, Marv in the middle exposed. So he ends up dropping back, which we actually don't want because he's actually a good player. And we want him, we want him in the fo- more forward position. Sonny's mentioned in the chat, he was a lot more forward yesterday. Well, he was because effectively there was a back four behind him. So I think he he felt more comfortable coming further forward. But all over the pitch, and I've got this one particular player I want to go on to talk about in due course, but um I just felt everybody knew what they were doing. Where I haven't felt that probably at all this season. Every player knew what they were doing.
5: David Coleman says more long balls from Grumby, much less tippy tappy across the back three. Much better, it was right, Nick. It was it was a lot more intent out there, wasn't? There? And less indecision, I think.
0: It was, and when we did go long, I mean, to be fair, but that was probably Beasley's best game, I think, for for us. Um, he was, you know, it looked like he's building a bit of a an understanding with with Jordan Rhodes, who's you know an experienced player. Um, I thought he did really well Beasley so it wasn't you know we did go long it wasn't ineffective like it again like it has been for most of the other games this season and like the guys have said it just looked like everybody knew what they were doing from defense through to midfield we shifted the ball well it was held up when it needed to be CJ that's CJ at his best when he's got space to run into and just one man to beat Um, won't get too carried away because it's one game but it just shows that if you do the right things, it can make a real difference. And we've been, you know, we've been talking about it a lot, haven't we? This
5: season, what needed to be done. Okay, uh, onto the the first half itself. Then um, Tim, we have mentioned before we tend to have a, a very bright first five ten minutes, do nothing with it, never score, and don't do much for the rest of the game, and the t- our opposition dominates and scores. But um, we've actually made this early pressure count today and uh, what a finish from Jordan Rhodes, an absolute fox in the box, um, pure instinct, that goal. And uh, great to see CJ doing what he does best, getting down the right, putting on those afterburners and crossing a great pullback for, for Jordan Rhodes just to knock it in. Um, not an easy finish either.
1: No, not, not at all. Uh, I've got to say, I mean, listen, I've been, I'm probably CJ's biggest critic and, um, and, one swallow doesn't make a summer, so we'll have to see whether he can keep doing what he did on Saturday. If he does, every credit, because he's an exceptional player when he plays like he did on Saturday. Um, but I thought he showed great positivity because he received the ball on the right. And I've forgotten who it was. It was behind him now. Um, but uh, I think he originally passed the ball to him, But they want the ball back. And quite often we see CJ just knock the ball back, don't we? And then and, and we lose momentum. But he, he just he just pushed the ball beyond the um, the back showed a great turn of pace, created a bit of um, room for himself, put the ball across. But to be honest, there aren't many strikers who would score that goal, and and I think Jordan Rhodes showed his class. He hit it first time. Um, he he knew where the box, he knew where the um, the net was, and I think he caught the keeper slightly unawares because I don't think he was expecting that. Um, and it's probably an opportune time because a few people have mentioned it in in, in the messages. But I thought Jordan Rhodes was exceptional throughout. What I, what I noticed was pretty much he was speaking to Beasley quite intently. He clearly, was talking to Beasley about where, he what the ball, what he wanted from him. And I think, I think, I think it's a, I think it's a mark of a, a really good player when they actually make the players around them better than they normally are. And I think he did that today. And I think he, so I think his finish mates. CJ's cross better than it is. I think his movement around Beasley makes what Beasley does better than he normally normally is. And um, you know, I don't want to get too ahead of myself within relations in relation to the way he's playing. But if he plays anything like he did yesterday um um for the rest of the season, we, we as a as a group are going to be a far better team. And but that that, that summed it up, that finish. That, that's that's a premiership striker finish that, and he has played in the Premier League, and uh, albeit mainly he's been he's been Championship, but you can see why he's scored all the goals he has when he finishes like that.
5: Uh, Nick Feeks in the chat just says uh, Rhodes made that made that a good cross. Usually with Moan at CJ for not picking someone out, um, a natural goal scorer. and I think that's a I think that's a good point. You yeah. just putting you're playing the ball into an area when you're putting a crossing like that, and you're expecting. Yeah strike to get on the end of it. That's, what that's it.
0: And <laughs> and that's what he's got, Rhodes. And like Tim said, he was he was superb throughout. I mean, I thought he looked knackered after about an hour. He was he was running like Gary Medine. And I thought, is he gonna last? But fair play to him for keeping going. He was uh, he was absolutely brilliant.
6: And pal, and pal of mine, Huddersfield fan, he, he um he just said if you want someone to finish great, he's fantastic. If you want someone to run around all day pressing He's not your man, but he, he certainly put in a shift yesterday, that's for sure. He did a
1: good, he did a good impression of a, a striker who presses yesterday, I thought, if he doesn't do that normally. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's because was, it's his saying, debut and he's yeah. trying to impress, but well, home yeah, debut, I should say. Yeah. Whether
6: we'll get that much out of him, you know, week in, week out, when you've got to play the amount of games we have, God only knows, he, he might have to wrap him up in cotton wool uh, between games at times.
5: We've got Weir Weir to come back, haven't we? And obviously Lavery. So let's just hope you Joseph, hear. you mean? Sorry, Joseph, yeah. Um Yeah. Uh next up, sorry, I've said Weir 'cause I've I've just started reading the second of my notes. Um Nick, um Weir's had a great shot uh down there, down the south end as well, tipped over by the, the goalkeeper and it was a very busy afternoon for Weir. he, he impressed me quite yeah. a lot.
0: I think I said on the chat last night, you know, he he scored double figures, wasn't he, for Morecambe last season, 10, with six assists in League One in a team that got relegated. So, you know, the guy's got something about him. And Again, I think it just makes a difference when you're playing the way we played, the system we played a bit further forward, and it allowed him to probably play his natural game, which we'd only seen glimpses of him previously. And again, it wasn't really working, but I don't think it was necessarily his fault. So he had a bit more freedom. I noticed he was he was sort of anticipating what CJ was going to do and coming for the ball off him. Um, and it was a good shot, to be fair. You know, he he uh, he connected well with it. It's very easy to to get underneath those and sky it, and uh, you know, decent enough save from the keeper. But hopefully, more to come from him. And I think there will be. He was maybe I don't know if he was lacking a little bit of fitness when he first came, but um, he looked he looked really good for me on Saturday. So again, hopefully, we'll uh, another positive, and we'll um, he'll go from strength to strength.
5: Andy Blackpool have had. We've actually created a quite a, two or three good chances in the first half. That free kick from Conley, if you remember, that could have quite easily gone in. Well, Rhodes Rhodes tried to. He seemed to try and deflect
6: it, and the, the keeper seemed to have it covered. And Rhodes made that run across the front, didn't he, to try and deflect it. Uh, I assume it was on purpose, but he nearly did the job. If it had just got, in fact, he got a full on connection to it would have just diverted it into the other side of the net from the keeper. Um so but <clears throat> I think it was interesting that CJ tried three crosses in the first half in the first ten minutes, sorry. Um and um the one time he didn't go past the fullback was the time they didn't get the cross across. Um you know he had the he had the beating of the fullback just keep going. You screamed at him in other games this season, especially down the south end, right? He's he's had the left back on toast, and he's just not tried to outrun him. Um, but maybe this slight change of system has given him the extra space that he needs. Uh, someone said in chat about like get him um, get him space to run into. That's what he needs, and and that's right. I think it um, helps
0: when sorry, Andy. Um, I think it helps when the opposition are trying to push forward as well. You know yeah. they're not coming with ten men behind the ball and being very static. I think that's when you know with CJ he he needs to have that kind of that space to run into. If it if it's if you're giving him the ball to his feet and he's got to set off and try and beat his man from from a standing start, then he he struggles to do it, doesn't he? Because that that's not his strength. But they you know they came to be fair to them. And, you know, they tried to, to push forward, certainly in the second half. And I think that benefits us, because certainly CJ, because you, you then gets that space to run into.
1: I think was it was... Sorry, Andy, go on, you finish.
6: Um, so, so something that I read uh, about Guardiola when um, Raheem Sterling went to, from Liverpool to Man City was uh, Sterling used to receive the ball a lot with his back-to-goal, or very much that way. And Guardiola, a big change he made, he made in him was to uh, to get him almost receiving the ball front onto the goal almost, you know. So he's trying to take the ball in and immediately be on the run. And I think that's something for CJ as well. He doesn't need, he's useless receiving the ball with his back to goal. He needs to be receiving the ball to go, um, to go forward and looking to go forward, and um, and he looked a different player yesterday when he was trying to go forward all the time. It just looked fantastic, didn't it? Um, and not having to defend for, as well—that's yeah, the other thing. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah,
1: I think yeah. I think what, what what we saw a lot under the under the under the previous system was that there was a lot of diagonals played to CJ from from deep after we've done the um, passing around. You know, the, the twenty passes at the back. And then there's a long diagonal to CJ, and, and with the best one in the world, he doesn't—he's not one to bring the ball down under pressure, and 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 then attack the fullback. Now he might do it one in five, one in ten, but but the stats there aren't great. What we saw, I think, I think Rhodes was a particular advantage there, in that he he or and or Beasley were receiving the ball, and then they, then they were feeding it out to CJ's feet in front of him, so that. He didn't have to control it because it was already there for him, and and I think that's where you'll see the best out of him. Mm. The, the other point I was going to make, just, just where, where we crossed a bit, Andy, was that there's almost been a reverse yesterday of the possession stats that you normally see. Blackpool, we we flattered to deceive by playing the ball around in the back third and and then hoof it forward and lose it, and we've been very critical of that. And to, and 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 Wigan didn't do that, but what they did do was. They, they had a lot of possession in that area, which we were happy to let them have. And I was really, really impressed the way that we we broke, you know, we we, we pressed them in that second third, and the number of times we won it, and then the likes of Pennington and 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 um, and CJ and 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 uh, uh, Bees or whatever were able to were able to move forward at pace, and I think the stats were. About thirty minutes in, that Wigan had had seventy-five percent possession, and we'd had twenty-five percent. Mm-hmm. But our twenty-five percent was probably three times more effective than their seventy-five percent. And it just shows that possession for possession's sake is 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 worthless, <laughs> completely worthless. Because I couldn't believe we'd only had twenty-five percent because we've been we played so well. Nobody watching that first thirty minutes would have said anything else other than Blackpool were deserving of a one if not two nil lead. And yet, if you look at the stats, you'd say, "Oh God, we're getting battered," but we didn't all their possession was just like our ours has been in previous games in the wrong place and you're going if you're going to push forward and you're going to take chances you're going to lose possession, but it's a percentage issue as long as you as long as you're taking chances and some of those come off that's what's important. If you ignored the last third possession stats, our stats were probably as good as if not better than theirs but um uh, I, I, for me, well, the way we played yesterday is immeasurably better than m- messing around at the back in the way that we've been doing up to now. Immeasurably.
6: I think. I think as well. The when you talked about that before about them pushing forward slightly, you know, them that they're, they're trying to go forward. Um, you know, I'm, I'm jumping forward slightly, but if you looked at our last goal, they they tried the press and we managed to get get it out uh, and get it wide very quickly and they pressed and they left their left hand side wide open by trying to press us so so high up the field that
5: Pardon the interruption normal service will be resumed shortly this is just a quick message to say if you're enjoying this content, I would like to say thanks for this podcast and the many others, then please consider joining our Patreon supporter program where you can donate a small monthly amount to help support this content and help us pay our bills. To do so, go to patreon.com forward slash Seasiders pod. There are several tiers you can support us on, starting from the price of a pint per month and upwards... And in an exchange, you get this annoying advert removed from all audio pods and also everything ad-free on the audio. You'll also get access to our Patreon supporters WhatsApp group, which is good fun and other random giveaways as and when they come in. So please do support us. Patreon.com forward slash pod. Let's get back to the content. See you later.
6: That once we broke the press, they they were they were lost. They they were just the backtracking was two against one, and it's just like you know, it's, it's really good. It was it was fantastic to see. Really,
1: what got a pair of is Not every team's going to come to Bloomfield Road, absolutely, and and, and push forward in the way Wigan did. Wigan did that because yeah. they believe that, and they are a good team. Listen, I think we beat a good team yesterday. And they would be top. Of the, they would going into the game. They were top of the league, but for the points deduction. And 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 I think they believed that they were the better side, and that if they came forward, that they'd win the game. And and you know, with some justification. Um, but what that gave us the opportunity to do was to counter. Effective. It's quite unusual to be countering at home, but we spent most of our game counter-attacking, and we did it incredibly well.
5: I think Nick, the only. Worries particularly with from the <coughs> I've got a frog me through it. Uh were crosses from the right hand side, um caused a bit of bother a couple of times, balls into the box from Wigan. Um For me it looked like the only time they were gonna score from set pieces. Which is very much yeah. the Wigan of last season, if you remember.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, like Tim says, you know, they are were a decent side. They went and stuck four past Bolton, as David Coleman's mentioned in the comments, and I think Bolton were flying up to that point, weren't they? So they're a decent team and and like Tim said you know not all teams are gonna to come to us and and do that this season we we will have to try and work out maybe a different you know a plan b when there's a team who's come to try and get a point and it's te- or they've they've scored one and then it's ten men behind the ball you know what can we do differently um but for teams who come and play like Wigan did then I think that suits us perfectly in thirty two percent possession I'll take that every game if we create the chances. Like like we did on Saturday. You know, and, and I think they probably had a bollock in at half time and I thought they'd come out with a bit more intent in the second half. Um which I think they did as, you know, kind of as the half went on. Um yeah, and when they when they got the equaliser, I thought you know, is that is that gonna be it now? Have we have we got it in us to to get another? And I, I think if we had a drawn, it, it it'd have been almost like a loss because we played so well. Um, I think we, you know, we deserve to get that one in the end for me.
5: Like uh, in the second half, Tim, as Nick said, we did play so well. The second half, we were peppering their goal, I think is an accurate way to describe it. We had chance after chance in the second half. Um, As as Andy mentioned before, the high press was forcing Wigan errors and uh, it opened up for Jensen. and Weir. He's had had a shot. um, Rhodes one on one. So two really good chances. I think there was three actually, wasn't there down your end? Yeah, I down think I
1: think uh, yeah, it it was it was a, it was great to watch and and you know probably we 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 should have converted one of those two or three chances if if we're looking back. Um, I, I was really impressed with Weir yesterday. I'll probably say the jury had been out with me slightly before in that I wasn't quite sure whether he he was he was what we needed, but. He actually showed how to play that sort of um, attacking midfield role um, incredibly well, I thought, yesterday. Um, And, and yeah, we we, we probably – we deserved to get the second, if not a third, you know, and, you know, we're getting a couple of chances. Grimmy had made a good save, an incredible save. save. Mm. Incredible save. But, you know, the momentum was with us and and – if I'm going to be a little bit critical, I don't want to be too too negative at all today, but I thought we probably in the last 10 or 15 minutes decided to try and hold out. And
5: I Well, I think that was tied ha- in with a substitution term of taking Weir off on 63 yeah, minutes. I, I think, I think that's a little
1: out. bit of fitness. That's a little bit of fitness, I think, with Weir, maybe still. Um, but I did think that we... I was sort of half hoping we might have released Dembele because I thought... I know we know none of us have seen him yet, but from what you hear of him, I thought I thought we lost our momentum a little bit. Equally, I thought Virtue did really well when he came on. But that was my, the impression I got when that substitution was made was we're trying to shut up shop. And then and we ended up always playing like a 5-5-1, five, five, I think. Um and 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 I was concerned that we'd lost momentum in the last 15 and, and Wigan
5: were coming on. And, I don't think you were alone, Tim, in thinking that. That was the consensus around everybody where yeah. we were. And It looked like uh, he was just trying to shut everything out, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and, and maybe that's the right, that was the right thing to do. But but obviously, as as things panned out um, with the equaliser, and, and the equaliser was what on 88 minutes or whatever, but the reality was there was about 15 minutes left to play. So um, you know, at, at that stage, I think most people in the ground were quite worried. I mean, at most at most certainly, I articulated. I think we could still. I think we're going to lose this game. I actually, at that point in time, I generally thought, generally thought we we're going to lose it because it just seemed to be wave after wave after wave of Wigan, and 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 we didn't seem to have the right system where we'd been where they'd been on the back foot a lot. All of a sudden, it seemed to be constantly us on that. Now we defended well, kept defending well. I mean, I think the goal was one of them things, but I don't think you can criticize anybody for for that. Um, but I, I, I was I was generally worried that we were going to end up losing the game that we should have won. Um, which I think we The other been... thing
0: is, sorry. Um, go on, go on, Nick. The, the attacking wise, in an ideal world, he'd probably take Rhodes off after an hour, wouldn't he? Yeah. But there wasn't really a. A replacement. Um, you know, we could have bought Dembele on. He's—I don't know how much football he's played. I think it's mainly been sub so far, hasn't it? This this season, um, and he's only just arrived. So, and like I think Daz's man Darren McKenzie's mentioned in the comments, they were bringing quite a lot of attacking players on. So he was probably thinking, "I need it's to this, try
5: and counter that right, a bit." Nick, if you look at James Sharman's comment there, uh, Marv was ready to come on. To yeah, to see after Kenny's winner. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, yeah it so he was, was on the on the touchline. Wow, I can kind of see it was, why, um... but you do invite pressure, don't you, when you you try and shut up shot? Because we were a bit further back, and and you know when they were pushing forward. But having said all that, the subs were were involved in the goal, weren't they? So you could say it's genius. Oh,
4: There's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Three of them. <laughs> yeah.
5: Let's talk about the goal then. Um, Andy, Shane, Benjamin's uh, put in the chat. I think the away fan on the pitch got all lads fired up. Don't know if that showed that on the <laughs> full replay. But what a dickhead! What was he? What was he thinking? <laughs>
1: And running to the family stand as well.
5: Yeah, giving it large to the family stand. <laughs> and do you notice
1: how he, he started off quite fast and then really slowed down when he realised it was all he was going to make yeah. it, yeah. So, there,
5: was a, there was a volley <laughs> of Haribo raining down on him from the family, family stand.
0: <laughs> but I it think that a, probably disrupted them a bit as well because they were kind of pushing uh, forward, weren't they, at that point?
6: Yeah, well, yeah. I think, they, just go back to their goal, I, just, I thought Conley had a chance to put the ball into touch with the man almost he could have he could have made a tackle there he chose to stay on his feet and then they joined by another one and then is it Dale went over as well um and he didn't stop the cross and and so we we had two, two, two attempts to stop to where we could have stopped that that ball on the right on their right um but then McGuinness did well, didn't he, to to get across um his man at the uh, and, and get the header in for their goal. But um I still think we should have stopped that. We'd we'd argue that we should stop that cross.
5: I think it was um, Dale, you know, wasn't it? Not closing his man down.
6: It it it's, was. And, yeah. and 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 like he should have he should have stopped that cross. He should have, but Connolly should have stopped the the thing before and got and just put the ball out uh, with the man. He was he, he could see enough of the ball
5: to to clear it for a throw in. Really, to me, to me, it was coming. Nick got goal. I said to my sister, it, "I said, I said, bet they score in eighty nine minutes." I said, "This yeah. is the score. I nearly got it to the minute. It wasn't a yeah. surprise to me.
0: No, it did feel a bit like the the momentum was starting to build a bit, and we were like I say, you know, up front. Rhodes had put such a shift in and there wasn't really an option to, to replace him off the bench. Um, but thankfully, we, uh, we we managed to get a winner. And, and part of that was down to Wigan pushing forward probably to think they could go on and win it, you know, and it left them uh, a bit exposed at the back.
6: It was, if, if you see it straight away, as soon as our right centre-backs got the ball, they immediately are pressing... A lot of people forward, so um, we shift it right straight away and then clear it and pass it down the field. And, and they're just we've got an overload straight away down that side, all kicked then, off by was, CJ
5: as well, wasn't it? The initial yeah, ball,
6: yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and then Virtue just nips in and puts it across. And uh, Sir Kenneth of Dougal arrived just. In time um, so you can now buy Seasiders podcast Sir Kenneth of Dougal fan club badges from Tim Field in at the next home game
5: I noticed on the official <laughs> club feed they've started using that Tim Sir Kenneth of Dougal I'm sure they did I've it's
1: copyrighted a uh, I think to the Seasiders podcast isn't it so we should be some, due some royalties <laughs>
6: My dog is named Kenny Dougal,
5: and he's. Simon's uh, <laughs> um, he got, so, old, uh, you'll uh, to, got to a to dog. Named sir Kenny.
1: In, you have to of call him <laughs> Sir now. Sir <laughs> oh no, Kenneth they put Dougal. King
5: Kenny. I'll let them off. It was King Kenny. King Kenny, yeah.
1: Right, well, well, we'll have. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we can license out the use of <laughs> Sir Kenneth Dougal <laughs> to them, can't we?
5: we already licensed the FPRS system. The cheque must be in the post because no one's taking it. Up, taking up that offer yet? I'm, sorry, I'm, um, yeah, I'm but... sure <laughs> Tim absolute limbs in the north when that went in what a moment, what a moment, and it's well, moments like it's moments like that that you go to football for, and it's been a long time overdue that sort of feeling what a buzz
1: we 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 said we said that actually i was i was um I was on the balcony of the Moretti at the time, but i I actually wish I was in my normal seat in the east um but it didn't really matter because. The whole ground went absolutely mental, and it was actually good in some respects to watch the the the, um, uh, the limbs in the north from from a slight distance, just to see how good it was and and the way that the players went into the fans. I saw Kenny go in there and sort of like oh, hug a fan, and you know, and that's what you want, isn't it? And and it has it's been slim pickings. Let's get it right. It's been slim pickings for quite a long time, probably. Pioneer side. Well, yeah, home, I, think, I think Preston at home is probably the last time I can recall a game that that I felt like I did at the end of that game, and and literally everybody was hugging everybody. Um, normally we clear off after the game straight afterwards, but we we stayed and had a little beer in the Moretti, and then we went to the uh, as you, as we've spoken about before, went to the Yarndale and sampled their beer garden, and and but but that's what days are all about, and that's what it should be about, and it was it was so. Good to leave the ground with that feeling. It it really was, and listen, it was. I think as Kenny himself said he couldn't really miss it. It was like a uh, a two yard tap in, but the, the the move was great. You know, it was. You know, I think it was orig- It was Jordan Rhodes who put the ball out to CJ. CJ's take it down the right virtues, like right, Signal where to put it, um, and and uh, and 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 he's you know he, he's put it across and. And I think to was it Dale who actually put the ball out to CJ in the beginning? I can't remember now. Um, or whether it was Dale on the right. I I lost track to be honest. But I know the three I know the three subs were all involved in it. And uh and you know, Kenny's quite good in the box, I think, when he gets the opportunities. I've never let him take a corner, never let him take a free kick. Um, but he does know where the goal is and um it, it was just it was just pure joy. Uh the probably the slight dampener on is I think somebody in the north actually had a, a bit of a medical situation. I hope he's alright. Um uh but apart from that, I think um it was it was the best end to a game that you could ever, ever want.
6: I think we have to educate Mr. H in the comments about just, the uh, Arndale.
5: <laughs> it's the armfield, not the Arndale. I think you're missing the joke there, Mr. H. Um. Funny story, this was hilarious. So I was out with uh, um, Ben drinking after our and FC manager's meeting in the week, and uh, for somebody, we were just talking about a trip to Manchester, and he said, yeah, I went to the Armfield shopping centre. <laughs> 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 who
0: was it who called it the Armdale? It was the guy from... Badlin, Chris Badlin. who got oh, sacked. No,
5: it's the fact that he's, caught, he's, gone to the, the, he's actually gone to the Armdale centre and called, called it the Arm- Armfield... Brilliant. <laughs> Loved it. But yeah, what a feeling coming out of that stadium. As Tim said, it's been been long overdue and uh, really welcome when it happens. It's what you go to football for, moments like that. Right, okay, let's move on to the play ratings. be a, a lot higher than our last visit to this section of the show. So let's start off with you, Tim. Uh, you can take Grimmy a couple of worldies as ever for what number one. Danny Grimshaw.
1: Yeah, I mean, it didn't have a lot to do because, to be fair to the defence, that they kept the number of shots that he had to save down to an absolute minimum. But I think, I listened to his, his post-match comments and, you know, he, he did say, you know, you've, you know, you've got to be ready for that one or two scenarios where you need to make a difference. And I think he made a huge difference um, with the quality of those saves. I think in, an, in another game and with another keeper, we'd have been one, if not, two two goals down against against them. I also felt that him, him not him going a bit longer was probably it worked quite well. Um so um it's an eight plus
5: quite an abrupt ending as well. I'm sure I said Nick start off with uh
1: you told you told me to go did
5: yeah, I'm going...
1: yeah you said
0: to
5: I would but, um... have gone eight plus
0: as well to be fair. <laughs> okay
5: <laughs> Uh you can have Pennington, Nick, uh, class act at the back.
0: He is. Yeah. You know, he's he's come in. Um he started the first game, didn't he, and then got injured. And I was surprised that he, you know, he didn't come back in sooner when he was fit. Um bit of pressure on him as well, you know, with, with Marv um dropping out. But he was brilliant. Um he's just very calm and assured, and at no point were you kind of thinking, Oh, there's a mistake about to happen here. He, uh, he did really, really well. And uh, I expect he will keep his place in the side for, for some time to come. Um, it's a, an eight plus as well for Mr. Pennington.
5: Unless he gets hamstring injury. Don't. Think <laughs> we'll edit that bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, Andy, you can take uh, Ollie. Casey continues to impress.
6: Yeah, <clears throat> when I've... Uh, sort of changed position slightly was it? But he's um um he did okay didn't he? Nothing special but like did everything he could. Um I reckon eight.
0: Okay. I think on just quickly John on, on case. I mean I don't think any of us expected him to be probably a regular in the team for us this season. He I thought he'd yeah. be leaving, to be honest. Yeah, I just thought he'd won. They'd be shifting out in the summer. You know, he went out on loan last season. I think it did, he did very well at Forest Green, even though they ended up going down. And it's, it's well, it is like a new signing, isn't it? You know, he's probably one of the first names on the sheet. He's probably been our most consistent player this season. I don't think he's really put a foot wrong. So I, I think, it's, you know, that's great.
6: And, and if you're not really noticing him as well um, too much, during the game, that's probably a good thing in a lot of ways as well, because that means his positional
5: work is good. Didn't he do like an amazing last minute block as well? What was that Casey? It was husband, husband.
0: I think it was in the first half. Yeah, it was husband, wasn't it? Yeah. Let's move
5: on to Jimmy then. uh Man of the match of the season so far, Tim. Well, Jimmy, he's husband, definitely he's definitely playing. Man the the season, of the season, so, so man of the season I
1: mean hundred percent player of the season so far, and. I think I think I think there was the whole the back four yesterday had this never say die attitude that they just weren't going to let Wigan get shots off on goal and the number of times that they closed down that they got blocks in that they intercepted um w- was exceptional and, and he's basically leading them back there um and um uh I'm going to go am I'm, I'm going to go a 9 with Jimmy I think I think Jimmy um, led the line at the back there, and I think he kept it extremely solid. Um, and he's 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 the play of the season by a country mile so
5: far. Yeah. Okay, uh, Andy, you can take CJ Hamilton. Uh, best game of best game of the season for CJ you know, without any from, zero, or...
6: from zero from zero to, to, hero. to hero. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh as we've we've said it, loads of times. It's it's great to see him running uh, at fullbacks. Um, we've um, talked about it on the pod. You know when he he just won't do it. So um, great. He's uh he, he deserves an eight plus. I think for, for yesterday for for back to being an exciting player who wants to run at people he's got the pace hasn't he
5: i think so you should let's... up it to him no. i'm the
6: same andy no, i think no. that's...
5: i
0: think i think that's one of his best performances for us
6: the only the only reason the only reason i'd say no i'd i'd argue the toss i'm i'm easy but um the only reason I argue toss is because you're starting from a very low bar. Remembering what he did do against what he did he did yesterday, and if it, if that was a, con, a more consistent display, that that's what we're expecting from him. Then yeah, okay. We, we have Andy. Said, Andy, we have Andy five, I think
1: he's a nine. Yeah, it's
5: a nine. <laughs> outvoted. Are you are you going to up it then? Look at everyone in the comments as well. It's got to be. Nine. I mean look at the, the way the, the North was singing to at the end of the game. Yeah. Nine then. There you go. But I think I think Andy makes a good point though. We want to see this consistently, don't we? Not yeah, but one, you can only mark what you can only mark it's only him on yesterday, yesterday, isn't it? Well,
6: yeah. Yeah, yeah. fair well, just... play. Fair play. I mean, it's just me trying to trying to think that he, he started such a low bar from what was happening before. And uh
1: Hundred um, percent, Andy. He's got to do that. Not maybe, not he. Maybe he's not going to do it week in, week out. But he's got to do it far more consistently than he has been doing. Because yeah. the last time he played like that was was arguably against Preston. Yeah, and that's yeah. nearly yeah. twelve months ago.
5: Yeah, more of the same, please, Chris. Right, uh, Jensen Weir. Who are we on, Tim? Jensen Weir.
1: That that's his. That for me is his best performance so far, and and I think he's he's shown. Maybe Carey the way that Carey needs to be playing um if if he wants to be in the team um and I said a jury was out for me on him before yesterday I wasn't hundred percent sure, but I think he showed yesterday what what that attacking midfield role uh uh what it's all about, and um I think he paid. He 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 played a fairly important role in in the way that we played and the way that we won the game. So it's an eight plus for me.
5: Ollie you Norburn, know, Nick, bit more of an attacking threat and a bit more of a license to to thrill for. for yeah, I think
0: I think it, it it helped everybody. Yeah, um, on Saturday the way we played, you know, for him, I think he was probably getting a bit frustrated. It was he was going and getting the ball off off Marv, and then it there weren't a lot of options on Wurther. Um, and it, it, it was a real difference on Saturday. Um, so I will give him an eight.
5: Okay, moving on to Albie Morgan. I think is it Andy, yeah, yep. And <clears throat> I
6: think I've said before he he divided opinion at uh Cheltenham and i could see i can see why to a degree um but again he'll benefit from a uh, change of system slightly um and he'll get around the pitch he did did okay um i could argue 7 plus 8 really
5: yeah i think, eight, I'm, in, maybe. I think I'm in 7 plus kind of territory mm-hmm. yeah okay uh, colm connolly Tim is it I think it's yeah.
1: mate yeah. yeah I think I think it I think get a solid game um still not completely convinced about him being out on the left but um but you, you know what you're getting with um uh with Connolly and and, and you know a good free kick um solid performance at the back um eight
5: okay Jake Beasley neck.
0: Uh, yeah, I said before. I think that was his best game in a Blackpool shirt. Um, you know, he, d- he does lack a bit of physicality, but I thought he he did really well in the air on Saturday, and and having Rhodes with him uh, up there with him helped as well. You could see Rhodes was anticipating. You know, if Beasley was going to win the flick on, um, I thought he had a. I thought he had a really good game. I will give him an eight plus.
5: Okay, um, to see this out, Tim. Um... Jordan Rhodes, uh, many facets to his game, goal scoring, but, um, as Nick's just said, a great foil for Jake Beasley to learn off. So for, for, me, much... Go on.
1: For, for me, I'm glad you gave it to me, because I thought you we were going to give it to Andy, because um, it was his turn, but I'm glad, I'm glad I nicked in, because <laughs> I think, I think that is one of the best, centre forward, performances, that you're going to see, and, and, uh, listen, Yates does his stuff. Yates did his stuff, but I was so impressed with because uh, I—I'll be honest—I thought he'd, he and he may and listen, it might still prove to be the case. I felt he was a little bit past past his best, but when you see a strike of that ability play for you, you know you're watching something quite special. And the way you know the way I said to before the way he talked to Beasley before the start, the way he was running across the line, the way he was. Uh, demanding the ball where he wanted it to be and the way that he played other players in is quite exciting, I think, to see. And let's hope he doesn't get the ubiquitous um, hamstring injury because he could be a a massive, massive difference for us this season. He was a massive difference for us yesterday. I wasn't at Lincoln, so I didn't get to see him there. And obviously, he was cup-tied for Wolves. Uh, but he looked fit, he looked sharp, he looked like a striker, he looked like somebody could play other players in, uh, and uh, nine plus.
6: And at his age, you want to play games, don't you? Oh, that's why he's coming is isn't it? And, and, and if, he, if he's got a, a manager that wants to play him, he feels confident with that. They seem, from, if you listen to Critchley after the game, he was talking about how... He makes runs that no one we've had does, um, and you know if they if you find that Critchley believes in him and he 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 wants to uh, uh, he wants to play every week, then that's great. And I wonder, I wonder whether we will use Dembele away with CJ on the other side and play two quick ones either side of Rhodes when we go away where we suck it on a bit of pressure, um, trying to bring the home team on to us uh, to counter, counter with the two wide, fast players.
1: That was my one disappointment yesterday. We didn't see Dembele. And I think Critch mm. said it wasn't a game to get him on. I think he could have brought him on instead of Dale, maybe. But he's probably gone for what he knows rather than what he doesn't know. Because yeah. obviously um, yeah. Dembele's not been here for, for a few days. So it's not a criticism, but I think I think... We all want to see what he can do. And I think he. I think when we do, I think we're going to be quite impressed.
5: Okay. Tim obviously lyrical, waxing lyrical about Jordan Rhodes there as we move on to our Man of the Match Awards. It was actually given to Jordan Rhodes, the Man of the Match Award, by the sponsors in the stadium. If you look at the screen there, those are the player ratings from FOTMOB, which scored um, CJ Hamilton an 8.2, and Jordan Rhodes a 7.7. So... Gentlemen, obviously not using that as your guide, but from what you've seen with your own eyes, who are your respective man of the matches? Let's start with you, Andy. Well, Mickey Mellon, funnily enough, on contrary, gave it to Pennington.
6: It's interesting. Oh, oh so he, they they said they probably would have given it Pennington. And our mate, and, make, as, and as our mate, as
1: Grimshaw gets six point four. <laughs>
5: Jeez,
6: yeah.
0: Does he go off saves made or something? Because he, like you uh, say, he didn't. He didn't have loads to make, but he did make some very good ones when he had to.
5: Some robots made these scores up, haven't it. Yeah, Sean so... boxed two thousand.
1: <laughs> go on, Andy. Who are you going for? Pennington.
6: No, uh, I'll go. I'll go. Rhodes being his first home game, and the the fact that he's scored and he's made such a difference. I think I'll go Rhodes.
0: Yeah. Um, it's a cigarette paper between CJ and Rhodes. I'm going to give it CJ because I just thought he was, you know, that CJ is best and we don't see it consistently, unfortunately. Um So I'm going to go for CJ by a, very, 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 very fine margin.
5: So Uh
1: Rhodes' performance up front's the best one I... And Listen, and there's some honourable exceptions with, I think, with uh, uh, um, uh, to, to think about. But I think that's one of the best performances I've seen in the last six or seven years up front. I just think he, the way he brought all the players into the game was just absolutely fantastic. So yeah, Yates has had some good games but he, he he he. For me, it was the way the way he made everybody else so much better around him. So I'm going for Rhodes, but a very honourable second mention for CJ, and and that's from a, a big critic of his because I thought he was exceptional yesterday.
5: Okay, what's the Powell's man of the match awards? What about manager rating? I'll start with you, Nick. Very low probably last three or four games, so he's upped his game a bit as quickly. And do we get extra points for the aggressive, angry fist bumps at the end? <laughs>
0: for the fisting of the north. Um <laughs> the aggressive
5: fisting of the north.
0: <laughs> well, you know, we, we we talked about the subs, didn't we, and, and did it invite pressure, but the flip side is that is they they were all involved in the goal. Um Look, oh, I was just glad we didn't play tippy tappy across the back because I think had that been a a, a dull nil nil or even a one nil to Wigan, I think it could have really turned on on Saturday. Um, particularly after a, a you know, let's be honest, a, a, a disappointing transfer deadline day. Um, I think there was you know there was a chance that had we not got a result, um, people could have got really frustrated. So giving credit. Um, the way we played was brilliant and it's a eight plus.
5: Mr.
6: Grice. It was, it was becoming, it was coming from a minus eight. So he's doing okay. Um, geez. I think, I don't think that's too far away. I was, I was, again, I was impressed by the fact that we weren't just knocking it around the back and then recycling and, uh, drives me mad. Um, yeah we actually looked like a football team yesterday. Um, so, being as he's turned his... Mag- he's put a magician's hat on and turned himself from a uh, has-been manager to a manager,
5: uh, I'll give him eight plus as well. To round this off to leader of the opposition.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I mean it, it gets pulled, it's for... Play, do what he should be doing from the start of the season, which is yeah. play players in the right position. So it comes from a low bar, to be honest, for me. But because actually he's just done what he should have been doing from the start, um, and I was a bit worried about about the way he went last fifteen minutes because it, it really did concede momentum to the team. Um, but it but his subs all combined for the goals, so I'm I'm giving seven plus. I, don't, I, I think I was it's in my mind
5: um, actually, that's him. I think That's a, he could have gone <clears> wrong, <throat> but didn't.
6: Yeah, He doesn't. It
5: doesn't feel
6: like the critch that we had before, and it doesn't look feel like he's any better than he was before. And I think that's how I I feel I think about. He's more, it. Co- I think he's even more cautious than he was before. To yeah. be playing yeah. with the handbrake, I think hmm. he is. Yeah, um, and and it and, it, and it, it doesn't excite our fans. Our fans to our fans are quality and getting behind the team when they're excited and and they and even even if we're in a game where it's a bit to and fro, two two, three three or whatever, right, our fans are, are right up for it. But it it can go mute very quickly when they're bored. And and it we, we have to understand that our our atmosphere is is an asset to the team and to the manager and to to the club as a, in general, and we have to use that right. But you have to, the players on the field have to be exciting them. The manager has to set a system up that excites the fans, and then they'll get right behind them, and and then you get a, you get some tremendous atmospheres at home. And it must be a horrible place to play when it's really rocking.
0: Thing is, I mean. it he might not be better than last time, but then he got promoted. He got us promoted last time, didn't he? So if he's, if he's oh, as good he as he was last time, then you know. And he is pragmatic, and it's not going to be we're going to score one more than you. We know that, um, but at least that's a step in the, the right direction, um, you know, on Saturday. So long may it continue.
5: Okay, Nick, you mentioned about the summer transfer window a bit earlier on in the show. Let's have a quick discussion yeah. about that, now it's now it's slammed shut, I've actually made a, a graphic so rather than talking about the actual deadline day hmm. I thought I'd list out the actual business we've done in the summer which is, if you look at this list, I'll read it out of the pod the audio, um, Matthew Pennington Tasha Oakley Booth Albie Morgan, Killian Kwasi I don't know if I pronounced that correctly Mackenzie Chapman, Kyle Joseph, Jordan and Karamoko Dembele, signed on loan from Amusingly named Brest, um, in the week. So, your general thoughts on on that? Um, well, I think
0: early on we talked about. I think the first couple were was Norburn and Pennington, wasn't it? Which looked, you know, like two two really good signings, um, both potential championship quality. Um,
5: I forgot Norburn on the list. Yeah, and then, then it, it it kind of.
0: I don't know. I think once the season started and we started to talk about where we were maybe lacking and it was that creative midfielder and obviously Joseph getting injured it was a blow because we've not seen anything of him and who knows, had he been playing, you know, would some of those nil-nils been at maybe a one-nil win? I don't know, but we were we were lacking creativity and then we're launching it long and there's not really anybody up front. Beasley's not Medine, and he can't hold it up. Um and, and Lavery, there's no point in playing it long to him, is there? So I think going into the end of the window, it felt like we were a little bit short in a couple of areas. And, you know, I think on Thursday, Critch kind of alluded that it it might be a, a busy day on Friday. So you've you've got your phone set for notifications and thinking, right, there's going to be something. And we got linked early on in the morning with a, a lad from Ipswich. Um, I think he was the centre-half, which... You know, wasn't bag really of, an area, yeah, an area where we were particularly crying out for for reinforcement. But thought it's early on, you know, there'll be a couple more to come after that, and then it it just didn't happen. And i I do think it, it's a bit of a circus deb- transfer deadline day, you know, where these clubs, it's like, why is it all being left to the last day, you know? And there's an element for some of them of, I've got to spend this money, sort of thing, um, but. I I did think we'd get a couple in. Now, as to why we didn't, you know, people jump to all sorts of conclusions, and it it could just be as simple as we we maybe wanted to move a couple out, and that didn't happen, which didn't allow us to bring a couple in, or the the couple we were after, the clubs they were coming from needed to bring replacements in, and it didn't happen for them, so they didn't. You know, it's all a chain, isn't it? Um, But it, it was a little bit disappointing, and I think then going into Saturday, like I said, had we lost. It, it, you know, it could have turned a bit. Um, whether whether it's going to come back to to haunt us between now and January, re, you know, remains to be seen. Obviously, we're on a bit of a high at the moment after beating Wigan. Um, but once swallow doesn't make a summer, and like I said earlier, I still think we maybe need to work out a bit of a, a plan B at times when teams aren't coming in and pushing forward. Um, but hopefully, you know, we've got we've got we're. Um, hopefully he'll go from strength to strength, and he'll be that that kind of midfield driving force that we've we've perhaps been missing. Um, Rhodes, fingers crossed, he stays fit. You know, I think he'll be a real asset. Hopefully we get Joseph fit sooner rather than later, um, and we've got Dembele as well, who sounds like an exciting player. So I don't think it's it's the end of the world. It's just you kind of sat there waiting for something to happen, aren't you? Because it's transfer deadline day, and and it was a little bit disappointing that we didn't get maybe one or two across the line. But like I say, it might be because I don't know who we were looking to, to maybe, you know, uh, move on. And, and that didn't happen. That might be the reason why a couple didn't come in. Um,
6: we Tim got ne- a new Ragazino,
5: didn't we? Yeah, we have. There's we a got new a new Ragazzino
6: <laughs> in the window.
5: Uh, That's Tim a Neil new Ashworth's... signing for
6: Junior Seasiders.
5: Tim Neal Ashworth's... Uh... Mentioned Rob to being allowed to leave um, to yes, try and a little rash. Now, we all we all assumed that Rob Apter was leaving because someone else was coming in, possibly Dembele. But um, I was not best pleased when I saw Rob Apter had been let out to go on loan because he was one of the very few bright sparks at Wolves and I thought he was ready to push was for first-team place. So.
1: Yeah, plays. I, th- I, think, I think what he does do is he gives us another option, an option that pr- we perhaps... Might not have the problem is we haven't seen Dembele. So if Dembele is the real deal and we all hope he's going to be, then how much playing time is Rob going to get? Um, but I was quite surprised. I think that I think that made me think that we were and there was room is it is a minimum it'd be Kirk. So when he went out, I was pretty convinced that somebody else was coming in. And probably my, my surprise in this window is that we didn't farm out more players than. Than we did. I thought there was probably four or five going to go out, and and other, other than Rob, I don't think has anybody gone. I, I, you know, um, did even Brad Holmes go? I can't. I don't know what's what, what's. Um, although I suspect with non-league clubs, um, that they could probably still go out beyond um, beyond last Friday. But but yeah, it's a, a bit of a surprise. It was a bit of a damp squib in all honestly, wasn't it? Um, transfer deadline day, I suppose. You know, we all we all want that marquee signing, don't we? That's that's going to um, say that we mean business this year and whether it'd been Moxon or whether it'd been whether it'd been uh they just missed they just missed out. Bristol Rose just missed out getting him over the line, didn't they, in the end? Um, but and it's a big but having what having watched Rhodes uh, and Looking forward to watching Dembele and seeing how Pennington played um and Weir played and 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 Norbert is quality. You know, overall I'm I'm i listen, I'm I'm a glass half full tonight rather than a glass half empty, which I've been for most of this season so far. Um and that can only be good.
6: I think I think as well when we were looking at the the people coming in we were imagining we were playing that slow possession based football that he he was playing in two or three games this season. And like, so we we needed some absolute diamond quality to up the top to make that work. And like, so now the change in how we played yesterday has maybe made us look completely differently what our window was like. Yeah, that's a good point. And Joseph was a £2
1: million player, let's get it right, when he left Wigan for Swansea. And he's a young lad still. That's the so- thing. It,
0: yeah, it's undisclosed, isn't it? If if the, the amount that we paid for him actually came out, I dare say it's a decent amount of money and, and people kind of would, would then be thinking, right, that's a bit of a marquee site, All right, he's been injured. But it, it's kind of like... When it's undisclosed, people go, "Oh, we've not spent any money. We just, we have. We just don't know what the figure is, do we?" The in,
1: the injury he's got now, and 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 this is I got this confirmed today, isn't the injury he came with? No. So he's got he's got a hamstring injury now. Mm. The, the um the, the which we seem to be famous for, <laughs> um he came with a knock on his ankle, and and that had that had healed and cleared up. So yeah. it's not like he's just come unlucky, as a. Isn't it? It's just unlucky, and and if he'd been playing. And we had, you know, uh, a, a you know, live, strong 22-year-old centre-forward um, playing us alongside Rhodes. I think we'd all be really, really happy. We just haven't seen him yet.
6: Yeah. But, he, but he, <clears throat> attackers attackers uh, rely on a lot of them on speed, and I bet he does as well. Mm-hmm. And so, like, having a, a really bad hamstring injury at this stage of the season is not great. He probably he
5: probably won't be back to his best till till after Christmas probably. Time will tell. So just before we go, we've got Barrow away in the EFL Cup. Is it away? I you
0: think in? so. Yes.
5: Yeah. It is this it. is the former Pizza Box Cup, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Anyone going? No chance. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
6: go to the final.
5: Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for a stream there. Yeah,
6: there was, was, you know, I think they were saying Bolton made some. Someone threw at me at work the other day. Something like three and a half million by the time they added everything up that they've made from playing at Wembley last year.
5: It's worth taking seriously with that. With that information, three and a half million.
6: Yeah, I don't know how true that is. Don't know how true it is. No, you don't. You don't. You don't know what the what the actual numbers are. The only CEO probably really knows. But and I think I think
1: is... I think the I think the finalists keep the majority of the money, which is unlike the uh, the EFL Player Finals, where it's actually cascaded down between all the clubs. Mm. So um, there, there could be some truth in that. Particularly, obviously, I think it was quite a decent crowd for that one as well, wasn't it? I think. Paul... I suppose
5: it depends how many tickets they sell for the final. Mm. Yeah, it's thirty odd thousand Bolton sold.
6: Mm. Um, something like thirty. Was it Plymouth by played? That? I think they'd have sold the similar Ply- number wouldn't they? Ply- Plymouth, thirty eight. Yeah, I think. And and then it was. Uh, but it's not that. It's just that as well. It's the merchandising and things like that from getting to Wembley that they increase. And um, we're getting so, ahead of
0: ourselves here. We haven't played the first yeah. group game. Yet. <laughs> anyway, absolutely. <laughs>
6: no, no. What I'm saying is that, that it's it. worth. It's worth. It's worth taking, taking
5: it, it seriously serious, enough, enough to yeah. get to Wembley. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's let's round off the the show with this comment from uh, Mike Robinson. There, win the EFL Cup at Wembley and go up as champions.
3: That'll Sell do for, for me. that,
5: Mike. That'll that'll do for me, Mike. Right, I think we'll we'll call it a day there, Gents, Thanks for your your company as ever this evening. If you're watching this show on youtube please do like and subscribe to the channel helps us grow and all that um lots of people watching not as many subscribing so please do hit that subscribe button right now um leaves a five star rating if you're listening on apple podcasts and uh, yeah we'll be coming back not after next week the weekend after because there's no game and all right to be said is thanks for watching thanks for downloading and up the pool up the pool up the, the, the kenny do just before you head off I know you've just enjoyed what you've listened to of course you have why not consider joining our Patreon supporter programme for the price of a pint per month you'll get extra bonus content in return you'll get no ads on the audio pod you'll get faster releases of the audio pod you'll get it before the, uh, the Great and Wash does and also you'll be saying thanks these uh, brilliant podcasts, and you'll be helping us pay our hosting costs, our streaming software costs, uh, electric, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it'd be greatly appreciated if you could support us patreon.com forward slash seaside's pod. Price of a pint per month, and you also get access to our um, WhatsApp patron supporters group, which is a good laugh. We've got a nice community going on in there, and you'll also have access to. Uh, competitions and giveaways when they do happen. So, yeah, please do consider signing up and supporting us. That URL again, patreon.com forward slash Pod. And if you don't sign up, you're a... Big fight, See you later. Thanks for listening.
4: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.